Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Saturday, my friends. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein Talks with Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Now, we start with Manchester United, who, of course, go to Burnley tonight, hoping to end a run of three straight defeats. The match is live and exclusive on TalkSport from 8pm, and United legend Rio Ferdinand has been speaking to us about his former side's difficult start to the season. The full-time whistle goes, and the, the boos of those around Old Trafford, it's actually drowned out by the cheering from the Brighton fans to our right-hand side. And after a turbulent fortnight off the field for Eric Ten Hag and Manchester United, it's got even worse with what's happened on the pitch this afternoon. No panic, um, which is difficult when the size of the club um, and any type of news becomes huge news. Front page, back page, whatever you want to call it. So they've got to remain calm if you can. It's, and that's, ask, that's a big ask because it's difficult. But last season, the beginning of the season, not too dissimilar to this um, and ended up being a, a, a better season than we'd seen for Man United so hopefully the form picks up I think Man United look at the, the fixture list there's a good run of games coming up um, there's been a lot of injuries a lot of off the field stuff this manager's had to contend with a lot of stuff you know I, I don't know too many managers in recent times that have had to deal with as much mm. as Eric Ten Hag has off maybe the pitch Fergie. maybe Fergie I don't think even for, if you condense it to a small period of time I don't, mm. I don't think he had a period of time like this where there was that much going on around the club stuff out of his control not in his remit almost uh, and he's having to deal with that I'm not here to make excuses for him mm. they're the facts and the facts are Man United need to improve and I'm mm. hoping that they're going to do that now, staying with tonight's match, we can hear from Eric Ten Hag and Vincent Company. But first, TalkSport pundit Alan Pardew, who's looking ahead to the game. Lose three games at any level, you're in trouble. You've got the people looking at you and questioning your decision-making. And uh, certainly, if you're manager at Man United, those uh, questions are going to come at you uh, from media, from fans, and, and more importantly, from your board. I mean, obviously, May United is a massive step up from Ajax. You must remember that. You know, this is, uh, this is an icon of a club and um, the, the history and everything that comes with it. And, and of course, um, he has political issues there with the board, you know, trying to sell the football club. He might be having, getting pressures from above that he's not used to. There's, uh, there's, a, there's a conundrum there that he has to work through. But the, 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 the truth of it, of the matter is, and I watched that game on Wednesday, is they were poor. Uh, and the, uh, the back four is a real worry, uh, whatever level of 
Premier League football you're in. Driving in, into the feet of Kane, back for Sane. Oh, and it's gone right through Anana and in. And all Manchester United's hard work evaporates with a goalkeeping error. Are you concerned about the, the number of leaks that seem to be coming out of the dressing room at this time? I mean, there's been reports today about players being unhappy with, for example, the treatment of David De Gea, about the criticism that you may have given them. Yeah. Is, is that inevitable when you're trying to change culture at a club? I don't know if it's a league, but I know uh, the opinion. So uh, I know my place. I know my place, and uh, everyone can make suggestions. We are okay with it. On, on Wednesday, you said that part of the problem with the, the defending was possibly the mentality of the players, not the whole problem, but, but part of it. Is there any concern or, or worry that you've been in the job a year now and you're still talking about the mentality of players? Because it's understandable that individual mistakes might happen, but the players have been with you for a year now and, and they, they will know your standards and what you expect of them in, in that area. We have shown that we can do it because uh, last year, uh, we, for instance, we had the most clean sheets in the Premier League. And because of the team, because we defended very good as a team. So we have to get back to that standards. And of course, I'm pushing the team, I demanding the team from the start of the season. But, but it are human beings, are not robots. And so why they are not doing it, yeah, I try to find out. And, uh, and I try to get, I give the, the solutions and I also try to motivate the players to do the job. Do you know why they're not doing it? No, <laughs> but that is there's always and when you are in a period where we are in and you always as a, as a manager you asking you yourself these questions and my job is uh, to get them do the job. Well, Burnley finally put a point on the board. It's not enough to take them out of the bottom three at this early stage of the season, but they might be thinking that they were robbed of all three points. There's talk of, of mental strength. I mean, in terms of your experience, again. They're going to have to be on it, aren't they, Saturday night? Because you'll want, you'll want to give them as big a test as you can possibly provide. When you mentioned mental strength, I was like, almost hopefully it was finally a question about Burnley, but it's, it's about the mental strength of United we're talking about again. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I'll talk about the mental strength of our team. Like We've had three games against three of the top eight sides, I would say, in this league. The gap has always been there. Um, we played against. We played two games against teams like Forest, where we felt that we we were on an e we were on an even playing field, and it's for us now to make sure we close that gap with the teams at the top. I'm really looking forward to this game, in terms of seeing if we've made those those steps forward. And then, I really believe in the attacking threat we have in our team, being able to do something, and and hopefully that shows on Saturday. Now ahead of the North London derby tomorrow, Arsenal manager Mikel Arteta says he understands goalkeeper Aaron Ramsdale's frustrations after being dropped for David Raya for the past two matches. It is hard, but um, but with other players it's the same. You know, Aaron is a he's an exceptional character. He's got this charisma and this aura around him, and and we all know that. And and I fully understand that. And it happens with many other players. You see the reception that everybody got uh, to Emil the other night and he sent him a message as well we really like him and, and I really like him and, and we have to deal with that uh, but at the end yeah you have to make the team the lineup of, of what you feel and, and the best way to prepare the game the big question coming into tonight was who would get the nod to wear that number one jersey the answer 
is David Raya, which seems very harsh on Aaron Ramsdale, given the role he played in Arsenal getting back into the top four last season. I understand that, and, and it's very difficult with every player, and I suffer, and I care about every player that uh, is not playing, but uh, but this is the competition, and, and this is my job as well, to make decisions in, in the best possible way for the team. And, um, and he's been very supportive, he's been really good around the place, and that's what I expect from from every single player because when you are on that field there is someone else that is not so it goes both ways and um, and so far it's been really really good interesting to see how it plays out because it is a bold move from the manager to take another co- a goalkeeper that's a number one goalkeeper and put him in front of the England one of the England goalkeepers his last and, make a fo- and make a four-act play out of it in terms of potentially being able to prepare to rotate goalkeepers in the same way that you rotate players and substitute them in the same way because if Raya doesn't work out and subsequently throws in a few ricks they'll be after Arteta for it but if, he, yeah, if yeah. you if you look at the game and now with these these it's like playing chess isn't it and you sometimes wonder for Pep who's the queen on the pitch in that board because he's the most powerful player on the pitch I think it's the goalkeeper when I see it for Edison and if he's got the same mantra he's got the same belief he's thinking Do you know what I've got to get the goalkeeper right I've not done it. This is my fourth goalie. I'm going to get this right because this is the way I'm going to play because that's how it works. Sometimes I'm watching Raya and he's alongside the other centre-half and I'm thinking, wow, he's miles out of his goal. Mm. But he wants him there because he can launch a pass and then he can put other bodies in the final third. And that's what it's about, football numbers, getting them forward. And the, the, the most important player might be the goalkeeper in the modern-day game. On now to boxing. And you can hear Li Zhang and Joe Joyce too live on TalkSport tonight. Carl the Cobra Frotch joined Benzie and me on drive yesterday to preview the heavyweight bout. I think he'd be working on um, trying to box and get his head off the centre and not be walking into that jab and that backhand from Zhang. But it's difficult to teach an old dog new tricks. And and I've seen Joe Joyce for years. I was at the England squad of him at EIS in Sheffield when um, Robert Kraken was training him for the Olympics. And he's always been the same. It's very difficult for him to change. He was unfortunate in that first fight because his eyes swelled up so badly and he was injured. But you could get a reoccurring injury. And I want Joe Joyce to do well. He's such a nice, nice bloke and uh, I'm friends with him. But I just feel like Zhang, he's just a wise old fox and he can punch a bit. And he might have his number, but it's going to be a good one. I'm excited. And the Zhang camp go absolutely wild. Not many gave them a chance here tonight. When he walked onto that one from Zhang, it closed his eye. And I just feel like now he's shown that he can bleed. Because he was like the Terminator, wasn't he? You could never yeah. stop him from coming forward. He just kept coming, but... Now he's getting a bit older. What is he, 38 years old? Mm. He's got injured. That, that eye could swell up again. Zhang will be aiming for that. Let's not forget, Zhang blows the gasket after about four or five rounds. So the tactics, the wise tactic, tactic would be for Joyce to just stay out of trouble for three or four rounds because you know he's super fit. He's, mm. he's a machine, the juggernaut. It just keeps coming. So if he can get past four or five rounds, I reckon he's got a chance. But Zhang's, Zhang's a tough mm. nut to crash. Is this the end of the road for the loser and, and the winner? Because it's so late in his career, will he get a shot at a title, do you think? Maybe, because, you know, you know, um, Tyson Fury's like, he'll fight anybody, really, if he thinks it's going to be easy for him. He won't take, he won't take Usyk, because I think he's worried about Usyk, but he'll, he'll take a zang on, or I don't think he'd take Joe Joyce on. But I think if Joyce loses, it could be the end of the road for him. But I think with Zhang, maybe, maybe similar, but maybe he goes again, because he's, he's, he's not at that stage where... Because Joyce is desperate to win a world title. He really wants to get there. He's been tapping on the door for a while now. Never been given his opportunity. But the winner, are they going to get a shot? I think so, yeah. I think they'll be in the prime spot for, for somebody to give him a, 
a shot, but you've got you've got Usyk waiting for him and Tyson Fury, so it's difficult to make them fights, especially with what's going on in Saudi Arabia. It's just making it impossible because there's so much money for him out there. It's just holding everything up, and that's why I've had a go at Tyson Fury about his Ngannou fight because the, I think the sport's changing. The, the whole thing's a bit of a wind-up for me because I'm a, I'm a boxing purist. I'm a lover of the sport, and now we've got the crossover stuff. You just don't know what's going to happen, do you? Because they're just going where the money is. Time for a bit of rugby now. The 2003 World Cup winner Ben Cohen spoke to TalkSport's breakfast show about Owen Farrell's return to the England team to face Chile in a much-changed lineup for Steve Borthwick's men. We are all tremendously excited to see our captain on the grass on Saturday. He's been an incredible leader for this team despite being unable to play in the first two games of the World Cup. He's been a role model on the training field and off the training field. And I'm looking forward to, to seeing him lead this team out on, on Saturday. Massively excited, yeah. Been looking forward to getting to the World Cup. And obviously, it's been, it's, I mean, tough-ish not playing, but it's been, it's been brilliant to see what the lads have been doing on the pitch. And I, and I can't wait to be a part of that. Look at the game. It is chilly. You've got to give the guys a run out, the opportunity to, to obviously play test match rugby in a World Cup feel the atmosphere, the pressure, and obviously get a bit of game time. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't see uh, any issue with that. And, and, and why Why would you? It's a whole squad effort, um, more so these days. England, how, how deep can they go into this tournament? Look, it's been fairly easy so far, but they've not met top-class opposition yet. But can they make semi-final? Can they make final, even win it? Absolutely, like I look, they're not they're not playing the greatest. And um, I, when we when we won the World Cup, we were definitely on the way down from from our peak. But we had a lot of momentum at that point to to go on to win the World Cup. But, uh, Steve Borthwick's under a lot of pressure. Give him some bloody time. Um, and you know these players are not playing the best. But when when you get to the World Cup, it's about winning games. It's not about champagne rugby. It'd be great if you did. It'd be a great spectacle. But ultimately, it's about winning games. And um, look, one thing that I that I liked about the Argentinian game was the fact that they 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 haven't played well up until that point, and um, their mindset, how they hit the ground running, the importance of, of of getting that win. But ultimately, they pulled something out of their armory which they haven't had in their in their game for many years, and that's the drop goal. And it's a great way of keeping that uh, scoreboard ticking over. And that's what, I mean, I, I you know, we, we get on about an Owen, and, Owen Farrell and uh, George Ford debate. But ultimately, 107 caps, three drop goals. I mean, that's what we're looking at with Owen Farrell. Um, George Ford's got that in his armoury. And so, I, I, at the moment, it is game time. George Ford brings a little bit extra to his game that will keep that scoreboard ticking over. And ultimately, it's about winning games, whether you win pretty or win ugly. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And England Lionesses took on Scotland last night in what was both teams' first ever Women's Nations League game. Here's how the game sounded live on TalkSport. The latest edition of the world's oldest football rivalry, and it is live on Talk Sport. Denham's reverse ball, Bronze! Brilliant header! This time the flag stays down, and Lucy Bronze heads the Lionesses into the lead. Nearly down the right, first time cross towards the far post, and a brilliant flying header for 2 0 to England. These players are tired, they just look leggy to me. They look like there's a lot of minutes in those legs, and they're not quite up to, to game speed because. They've not played in club football. They've not had games yet, and I think that that will take time. And it's touched in off the post, and it's Scotland who've got a route back into the game. Kirsty Hansen, I think, got there first to poke it in beyond Herbs off the woodwork. The goalkeeper was flat-footed. It's England. Yet again, it's England who get the victory. 32 wins out of 40 under Serena Beekman. They have beaten Scotland tonight by two goals to one. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Thing. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app, wherever you get your podcast from. Remember, of course, you can hear exclusive commentary of Luton against Wolves on TalkSport 2 from 3 this afternoon. And, of course, there'll be another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcast out first thing in the morning. So do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.